Hi everyone and welcome to episode 173 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi everyone. E3 is well underway Lauren and... Mm. Crickets. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's how we're going to start things off. I mean, no, I don't want to be like a negative Nancy completely. It's just been a bit of a, it's been a bit well, of a... we kind of can be because yeah. from a Final Fantasy perspective there has there's almost been nothing yeah but uh, it's great think, for everyone else yeah but i feel like overall like the c3 just kind of have, and maybe it is just because of the final fantasy side but it just kind of has felt like a dud really like i'm just like you know seeing the stuff that we saw like i just sort of feel like eh. well there were of course the leaks that happened that kind yeah. of put a dampener on things yeah oh my goodness everybody's sharing those like quote-unquote leaked press notes like i think that really ruined it for everybody actually which is why i never shared them well, no i mean those things are, are typically fake but it was more like the walmart one that was the, mm, the that was the one. worst one yeah but no i mean like that no i meant it in the sense that it gets everybody's hopes up oh like yeah. regardless if you like you know there's still this gonna be one people could who be believe legitimate. it yeah like you know you never know nowadays um and like i think it just got everybody's hopes up so when it didn't actually happen you're just kind of like oh oh well that's that's not that much fun is it that's what sort of made it a bit more sour yeah well either way um so yeah we're gonna be talking all about e3 so far uh what's happened and um yeah it's a bit of an e3 special Mm, we're actually gonna release something this time (laughs) we've been trying to do a video for youtube like the past three days and have failed (laughs) the elements have conspired against us yeah yeah so yeah the podcast will come out it will it will. It must come out. Um, but yeah, so for you new folks who are listening, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. And we have a new show every Tuesday working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come on the iTunes store as well as FinalFantasyUnion.com. And we're now going to read our Patreon shoutouts, and this is for everyone who has pledged $2.50 or more per episode, starting with Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Lewis James. Blue Machine at Blue Machine. Chris Morales. Eric Decker at Choco Taco. Nahi Kablawi. Marcus Karnecki. Josh McNabb. Michael Graham. Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Zach Duranto at Zed Duranto 58. Mike. Dustin Smith. Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman 1. Ishbel Ayala at Red Beppers. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Mario Herker. Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail. Mohamed Graham. Rachel Casterton at Urbion Ray. Vitanitas. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Zach Porter at Porter Paradox. Miles Ribbons. Richard Holman at Vex Linen. Rob Porter at Squirty Bertie One. David C. And Tobias Cappy at The Tobias Keppy. And we also have a new Patreon supporters episode, so welcome to Soprio. Yay, Saprio! Yay! All right, let's get into it. Our E3 special. All our thoughts played out for everyone, really. You know, it's a blank canvas. We're just going to let them out there. We're going to try and be as upbeat as possible, um, uh, but from a Final Fantasy perspective, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit hard because there wasn't really anything shown. And so we're going to talk about other things where possible. 
We're just going to keep it open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously for us, um, there was the, um, the EA conference, then there was the Microsoft conference, the Bethesda conference. And I'd say like the EA conference was okay. Mm-hmm. Like it was, there were some bad parts to it, but it was there, was some, there were some good parts. Like it was just, it was okay. The Xbox conference, I feel like they, they had a very confused message. Mm. Like, I don't really know what they were trying to say. They were like, okay, we've bought all these first-party studios, but we're coming towards the end of a console generation. There's still, like, two or three years left. It's unlikely that they're really going to be doing anything this generation. Maybe it's mm-hmm. for next generation, but why would you announce that now before you even announce the new console? They mm-hmm. also had the whole thing with, like... Well, it's and obviously, a- like, even even still with all of that, like, it's still got a huge reaction from the audience, and I think that's more so what they were trying to go for. Like, I mean, every single company that they were listing out, you heard the fanboy screams over the crowd. So obviously, like, a lot of people were just, like, freaking out about it. But then at the same time, I just don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, they've acquired some pretty big, pretty big names. Um, some companies that obviously have done some pretty successful games over the last um, few years or so. Like, one of which... Um, as uh, uh ninja theory i mean that one with um Enslaved. hellblade yep. um like that was quite that was that was quite good for them really and i i i guess that means that like they they it was just really unsure like where where they were going in the sense that like are they going to be exclusive to them now yeah if they've acquired them they become first party developers so yeah um, they'll be exclusive i think hellblade was an xbox one exclusive anyway Oh, it might have been. Yeah. So, but like, I guess the whole thing with Microsoft is that it it kind of gets a bit tedious because they're like, oh, this is a exclusive trailer, world exclusive trailer. Yeah. Like world this is premiere. A, yeah, world premiere. Or, but, but it's like it's only a world premiere because you're first. Yeah. Because <laughs> like Square like, showed off their trailers the day after. And like, yeah. And that, again, as an English person, saying world premiere annoys me because it's premiere. Mm-hmm. It should be how it said. Come on, people! Um, <laughs> but no, like then they had like this is a like a con- like this is an Xbox One exclusive. Then it say this is a console exclusive because it's also on PC but not mm-hmm. PlayStation. And then it say this is a console launch exclusive, which means yes, it's coming to PlayStation for a slightly later date. And it's like there were just so many different messages. They like, are very American, if that can be said. Yeah, they're yeah, very true. American. That is like something that just it's like it's like pulling strings a bit, like just being overzealous and trying to find any kind of like any win you can like any kind of catchphrase slogan that you can just to make it seem more special than it actually is. Yeah, it's it's like especially when they go into the montages, like I think towards the end they had that whole thing where they showed off like ten games and they had one before every single one. It was like, oh, this is a world premiere. This one's a console launch exclusive. This one's a console exclusive. This one's an Xbox One exclusive. Like, and it's just like, where am I? What? So which? And it's just like it's so <laughs> confusing. What's actually coming where? And like, there's lots of kind of mixed messaging that they put out because sometimes they don't say anything yeah and then it's like okay well where where does what is this one yeah like um but either way like you know they they showed off a lot of games they showed Mm. off a lot of variety with their games but i think for me yeah it was just confusing to figure out what it is they actually wanted us to do like Mm. 
It I, wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't really like if you haven't got an Xbox One already, it wasn't really a conference that made you think, "Oh yeah, you know, I need to go and buy an Xbox One now." Yeah. If you have got an Xbox One already, then like I think it was probably pretty good because you're like, all these games are coming out. That's great. Yeah, and then the future of the company maybe, but then I'm going to have to buy another console anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's like they <laughs> like Halo Infinite, great the announced, but but what is it? Yeah, they announced it, but what is it? Like yeah. it's just, and then they had the whole Gears of War thing where they went with Gears of War pop, then they had Gears, oh my god, Gears tactics, and that then was they did Gears the 5. funniest. That was like one of the funniest things though about E3 because like people were freaking the freak out over the Gears logo showing up, and then all of a sudden. It was Funko, and then you're just like, what? And, like, the muted applause that happened afterwards was just priceless. That was so funny. I just, I couldn't help myself. I was just like, this is hilarious. But then they announced Gears 5, and yeah. then everybody flipped. Everyone was okay again. But yeah. but yeah, like, I think the Bethesda conference was probably what I would expect from a press conference in that yeah. You know, actually what they showed, they showed lots of uh, kind of prospective teaser trailers. So it was, here's Starlight, a brand new IP, the first one that they've released for 25 years. It's a pan shot of some lens flare. Maybe then it that... was Skyrim 6, a, a drone shot of some, of like some scenery. And then they had um, Doom, uh, whatever it's called, Doom, Etern- Doom Eternity, I think, mm-hmm. which was a pan shot of the apocalypse maybe that's sort of the thing as well that um make made this e3 a bit more disappointing is that they really didn't show that much of a lot of the games like so many of the sort of newer titles that they were announcing i mean obviously they're really like they're not that far in development of them but there was like next to nothing well, but think to about, be shown. So last year, or remember, they would just like they were just teasers. Or was it the year before? But it, I think it was last year that um, when Bethesda did their conference, they were like Fallout Four. We're announcing it coming out in a couple of months. Yeah, like and that's they showed so off a load cooler. of stuff. And like this year, they were like, we're going to announce a load of stuff. It's not coming mm. out. Yeah, I mean, they did announce um, Fallout 76. I don't know when that's... ambiguous around, like, they're not... Yeah, well, I mean, I think it sounds like a really cool concept, and at least in their gameplay video, they didn't have embarrassing uh, voice chat, like, Uh, acting voice chat. Oh, my God. No, even, like, Xbox. Oh, my goodness. Like, it's just so cringy. It's just, like, just stop. Just stop doing it. Just stop trying to act as though, because you know that, you know for a fact, if you actually play the games, that um, nobody speaks like that when they're talking on over no. voice chat. Nobody but speaks I think like that. But Bethesda, what they did right was that they 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 framed these trailers. So mm-hmm. like Todd Howard would come out and say like, we've got something really cool working on guys, give a bit of like background around it and stuff. And then they'd show it and everyone would freak out. And then like, he would be there to just kind of like they they basically just kind of ushered things around correctly. Yeah. Like they made jokes where they needed to. Like it was just the right amount of framing for each of the products they had to show. Yeah. And I think obviously Square Enix was the next one. I think that's where things kind of went wrong for Square because obviously they put the messaging out that it was going to be a showcase. Everyone ignored that messaging because it's like, why would you announce? Although, um. Slight side note and update. I did reread the pamphlet and it does say at the very bottom conference starting at 
blah, blah, mm. blah. So really, it was still considered a conference. Yeah, well, I mean, like, why would they announce it to be in a specific time slot? Okay, so it was online only. They put it on the still, like, official schedule for, like, all of the press conferences. Yeah. Like, like Nintendo is, is still a, a digital only like a thing now, but that's still considered a press conference. Mm-hmm. It's Nintendo Direct. It happens. Yeah, it was. But, it was put in the same league as the, as the Ubisoft one, as the Bethesda one. Like they were all in the same exact kind of category. And I think everyone was expecting it to be a Nintendo Direct style because they did say that it was going to be pre-recorded. Um, and like when it started, okay, great. They had a video from uh, Matsuda, the CEO of Square Enix, just talking about what was going to come Saying up. that he was going to, you have to stay until the very end. That was yeah. somebody you were like freaking out about. And and then like, obviously, I think it's Keith David. Mm. Uh, they had the voice actor just uh, introducing things like with some conceptual talk around certain topics. And then, yeah, sure. They showed off some, uh, they showed off quite a few games actually. But um, it was only the Western ones that actually had any kind of framing, like some yeah. a developer talking about why the game's important, why this is a good um, next level for the game, what are they adding to it. And I feel like with the Japanese games they showed off, so like Dragon Quest XI, um, Babylon's Fall, Octopath Traveler, they just didn't have that. And Kingdom Hearts 3 as well, like it just didn't, they didn't have that interaction no and i mean you can even see it now like so many publishers are doing well sorry so many um uh journalists the big journal the the big publications the word i was looking for like ign of course and um like GameSpot and stuff they're all doing interviews with nomura behind closed doors that signifies to me that either they did this in the past or they did it at e3 behind closed doors which means that he is there yeah oh, which Nomura also is definitely there because he was at the concert which also just sort of pisses me off i mean granted like i know i know that it's not necessarily in the job description and i know that maybe it's not necessarily his forte but that is that is but the it, way the game is played now. But it didn't have to be Nomura. It could have been Tayasui yeah, talking about anybody, stuff. Yeah, anybody. Anybody to just sort of intro the game and just sort of say like a little blurb about what's going on. Yeah, like, or like, so obviously this time they've got a really big focus around Pixar. They've, they've, they're moving away from the older mm-hmm. Disney properties. There's not going to be any Final Fantasy. Just someone to say like, this is our vision for Kingdom Hearts 3. This is why you will absolutely love it. Because I feel like... When I was going through the Square Enix press conference, like I have a, a very strong bias towards Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Within there are other games I like. I, I really love the Nier franchise. Um, Just Cause is a fun franchise, but like they, the ones where I'm not too invested, there was nothing to really say. Like okay, Octopath Traveler, I, I love the Bravely. I love the Bravely. Uh, I played the first Bravely game. I really enjoyed it. I know it's uh, by the same studio, but the trailer they showed was just completely out of context. It didn't say to me, here's why you should be interested in Project Octopath Traveler. Uh, same with Babylon's Fall, complete new IP. A trailer with no real context behind it. The only thing that was exciting about that trailer was when the Platinum Games logo came up. Yeah, I mean, it was really, really, really bizarre that every single one of the Western titles that they featured pretty much with the exception of like, 
um, The Quiet Man. I don't know if it's that no. a Western yeah, it's a Western title. Yeah, that one they didn't they didn't have anybody. But again, I think framing that's, it. it's a it's, but like, it's like a, a small, really yeah. small game. Um, but like the big games were the like sort of um, so bigger names. Raider, like they all had they all had that. Why did the Japanese ones not have it? And if anything, it kind of proves to me again that Japan is really kind of stuck in their ways. Like I think they did so well. Like granted, he wasn't perfect, but they took so many leaps forward with Tabata um doing the stuff for final fantasy 15 like regardless of what he said well. and yoshida as well like yoshi p does really well but even he didn't i mean granted it was a small announcement i guess for final fantasy 14 and he did have a, a letter from the producer live later in the conference but um it just feels like they just they just take two steps forward and then they take two steps back like the rest of the company is just not on not on the same page when it comes to how to how to sell a game to the uh, yeah, new yeah because like I think so generation Dragon Quest Eleven for me was the one that really epitomized it because Dragon Quest has like historically sold not that well in North America compared to Japan which is you no know, it's quite bad really considering the size of the well, what it's not even North America it's just globally Dragon Quest really doesn't sell that well it's done better mm. in the last few iterations but you know, as someone who's never played a Dragon Quest game before, where's the incentive? Why should I get into Dragon Quest now? Mm-hmm. All I needed- literally only know one person. Like one of my one of my friends plays Dragon Quest. I just like. I mean, granted, some of you guys might play Dragon Quest, and that would absolutely prove me wrong. But like, they could have. Had, but like, like, bearing in mind, like this is a trailer that's being shown to North American audiences and European audiences. Actually, throw some stats. Like, just say like. The franchise sold x amount of copies like like really big it up to me because like okay you showed some gameplay footage i don't know any of these characters mm. i don't know anything about the story i don't know anything about the world i don't understand dragon quest and like it's the same barrier that final fantasy has right so you need to like when they showed off final fantasy 7 for the first time in the west they just they they gave people reasons to care about it. They were constantly talking about how amazing it was going to be, how the the graphics were. They got everyone to just wax lyrical about it. Dragon Quest Eleven. what did they show? They showed that trailer, which was okay. Dragon Quest in cra- general, really. I mean, like, you think about the fact that, like, even with um, Boom Street, like, they just, they didn't even plop in, like, final fantasy which more people probably know in the west they popped in dragon quest characters who i have no clue who they are but in japan that game's huge and they just ported it yeah but that's it's a tacky streak isn't it it's not boom street like well they're, they're the same game but it's just like the fact that like they just kind of throw in dragon quest and just be like well it's a square enix it's a square enix product and it's japanese like they'll, they'll love it They'll eat it up. It's yeah, fine. so in general, I think like the, the Square Enix showcase was just really miscommunicated what it was going to be. It was really exciting to start with. Like there was some things that we were getting really like pumps for. Obviously, Babylon's Fall was really exciting. But it's yeah, only, once but it was all... We're only excited on ourselves because it's yeah. a Platinum Games game. Like we don't know yeah. anything about it. No. 
They didn't. They didn't and try then, and do um, anything to to inform us about what it actually is. And then no. the other thing was the fact that like they just showed the same exact trailer for Kingdom Hearts Three that they showed at Xbox. No. Well, yeah, the Shadow of the Tomb no Raider was extension. the same. Just Cause Four was the same. Kingdom Hearts Three was the same. Like, and the uh, Captain Spirit was pretty much the same. Mm. They they just yeah like every. every they just pretty much just took what they showed at the Xbox conference, added a few extra things, and were just like, yeah, that's it, done. Yeah. Like, Great. there was just no preparation. There was no... I guess what's... what's the? There was no... Um, there was nothing that really made you think, oh, I'm really glad I watched that. No. And, like, we, we were asking people and seeing the reception afterwards, and everyone was just literally like, well, it wasn't that long, really. Mm. It was, like, just over... No, just under half an hour. Yeah. I think, but still, everyone was just like, "What?" I just wasted my time. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, like because if you watched the Microsoft conference, you saw over half of the content already. I was supposed to Skype with my nana, and I told her that I wasn't going to because I needed to watch this because it was going to be something that I would just need to watch for the site and for the YouTube channel. Like, I just I was like, "I'm sorry, I have to postpone." And yeah, kind of wish I didn't now. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, our predictions turned out to be completely incorrect uh, for the most part. The only things that we really got right were Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, Octopath Traveler making an appearance, uh, The City NT is there, there's going to be a live letter. Um, but everything else was, I mean, like Left Alive, it's coming mm-hmm. out this year, nothing. Mm-hmm. I, what, the Tabata's new IP, not too surprising, but um, still nothing about Project Prelude Rune um like i'm surprised that there was nothing about final fantasy 15 because the window There's always they've the been, universe yeah, trailer. they've been talking about final fantasy 15 windows edition at every opportunity they possibly can and there was also a patch that came out like a couple of days before e3 why couldn't they have just postponed that patch they usually launched them at the end of the end of the month not at the beginning of the month mm-hmm. why couldn't they have just postponed that and then just talked about what was coming up Comrade standalone is, is a thing that's coming up this summer. Like it's in a month, couple of months' time. Why not use the opportunity to tell everyone that that is a thing? Yeah. The whole point of it being standalone is to try and get more players in. But if you're not going to talk about it, and the only place you're going to talk about it is PAX East, which yeah. has a much lower audience, like that, they, they have really confused me. Like, I know. Final it's baffling. F- but Final Fantasy, yeah, has been pretty much uh, non-existent. Like even, you know, Tokyo Game Show, it's not something that's like live streamed everywhere. Complete. Um, no, E3 compared is to the, E3. E3 is the place where you have the most eyes on you at, at, the, at any one time. Exactly. And like new eyes as well. Like, you know, even even with Gamescom, like if you don't really know much about sort of Square Enix or you're not really a big fan of Square Enix sure they'll do a live stream on their own channel but it won't be as mass like marketed as everything no, else. I mean like there's obviously press conferences that happen at Gamescom but they aren't they don't have the same like mass frenzy. No. Tokyo Game Show there's very f- little interest. PlayStation Experience is obviously getting bigger for that yeah. kind of stuff but like E3 is but the place. But mostly just for trailers yeah, still. E3 or surrounding E3 is the time and place to make announcements and mm. Square just didn't really do anything. With that being said, though, I mean, we have to sort of point out the irony in this in the sense that, like, you know, 
before, I mean, you know, we would we would say like, oh, wait, whoa, like why is Square Enix announcing this now? Like they haven't even like started it yet. They're announcing things way too early. Stop announcing things way too early. And then now this year they've not announced anything. And then we're just like, why haven't you announced well, I mean, anything? Like, the, the main thing that everyone wanted was Final Fantasy VII Remake something. Yeah. That wouldn't have been a new announcement. It would have just them showing a an update on the project that we haven't really seen anything from for over two years. Show what they showed at, like, at um, uh, the... The Monaco the, animate. The in- Monaco yeah. thing. Or... Or just show the um the concept art or whatever it was at the um oh blah 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 farewell stories like just show the content that you showed behind closed doors now uh, behind closed doors there like I mean it's not really like, it's been long enough hasn't it that's like, in January yeah like I mean just stills just to show what you've done differently what you've changed but they just don't. Like, it's just... Ugh. I think that's the thing that's kind of um, annoyed people more than anything. It's just the fact that they had an opportunity to kind of allay people's fears a little bit, just get them kind of re-engaged, and they haven't done that, which then it's it's going back to that general apathy again, where, you know, for the longest time, people were asking for the remake to become a thing. Mm-hmm. Every single time we got around to a conference, it was, are they going to announce the Final Fantasy VII remake? They finally did. Now we're in a similar situation. The mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII remake hasn't ever been... I don't think it's ever actually appeared at E3 other than the announcement. No. We've had three of them. It hasn't made an appearance. It made one appearance at the PlayStation Experience. And that is all we've had. Mm. And just kind of scattered interviews with Nomura where someone just asks him a question. Everything else that's come out about the remake has been accidental. Like, oh, we need to recruit some people. So that becomes a new story. Like, Uematsu's involvement was in some random pamphlet. Like, there's been almost nothing active that they've done around promoting or talking about the 7 remake. Mm-hmm. And that is worrying people. Like, yeah. it's it's turning very much into a versus 13 situation where we didn't hear anything for years and years and years. And every now and again, Nomura would have a small engagement, say, yeah, no, it's fine, it's still progressing. I, I think like it's going to start getting to that point soon where people are going to be going to Nomura, Kitaze, and mm-hmm. Matsuda and saying like, "Is this thing actually still happening?" Yeah. And like in the past, it was always yeah, Nomura, Kitaze, and Wada having to say, "No, it's still happening. Development's progressing. Blah blah blah. Have faith in us." And then it was the same thing every single year until Tabata took over, and then things actually started moving. Like I don't. I'm hoping that once Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out, that things will actually start progressing. And I feel that's maybe the reason why we didn't see anything at E3 this year. But again, Kingdom Hearts 3 doesn't come out till the Jan- end of January next I know. year. And that's the other thing that's a bit worrying as well, is that like what we've sort of seen in the trailers hasn't really been that impressive. Like the gameplay has been interesting. I definitely. What are you talking about now? Kingdom Hearts three. Kingdom Hearts three. Like I think the the gameplay looks impressive. I think like the um the flow of the combat looks fun. Um, but the character models they do not look up to scratch. They look almost like last generation graphics. Like they're quite smooth, but like the voice the voicing like the um the lips aren't matching up. 
Um, I mean, granted, it could be because it's um, they're they haven't translated yet for um, English, so they're just kind of like having a bit of a a tiffy with that. But like, it just it just doesn't look polished. And I would have thought that being that it is coming out in like six months time, seven months, eight months time, I would have I would have thought that certain parts of the game would have been a bit more polished by now. I think the most polished bit probably was the Pirates of the Caribbean bit, like looks wise. I think that they did really well with the uh, character models and that. And I think that they look they look like the standard that I would think that uh, Kingdom Hearts should be at at the moment. But the Frozen Worlds, I thought Anna's character model and Olaf's character model just looked crap. I just thought they looked so like basic. Granted, I don't know much about game development, so I can't say a lot. But like, I just felt like it just looked noticeably like less than. Yeah, I can't say that the the trailers they showed off this year really did anything for me. I think last year's trailers were much more engaging. Um, obviously, like I'm not a big Kingdom Hearts fan, so I guess I'm in a way their target audience. Like they want to bring me back, they want to engage me, they want to try and sell to me. And mm. I felt like the trailers they showed had so much inside knowledge required. Mm. Outside of showing off the worlds, that's great and everything, but there were so many characters I didn't really know, so many um, like small lines of dialogue that probably meant a lot to kingdom arts fans mm-hmm. who understand the context of what they're talking about and all this stuff but to me i was just like okay i don't really understand what's going on with any of this mm-hmm. do i need to see this i didn't even I... realize that being norted was a was a was a phrase that we coined now with uh kingdom hearts norted you're you're like possessed by xehanort or whatever oh norted yeah norted that's what i'm saying um but yeah like so you know it's it's kind of turning into oprah like uh you've been norted you've been norted you've been norted everybody's been norted because like every day i'm just seeing a new image of some character who has yellow eyes i'm just like oh okay that's fine um but yeah yeah no i mean that is the thing like they kind of have to they kind of have to play it to both the non- player the non-kingdom hearts players and then the kingdom hearts players as well but i think it it has just gotten to the point now in kingdom hearts like life cycle that we just don't we just we just won't really be on the same page all of us at the same time it's it's a weird situation because like normally with sequels there's not that much they they do very well to not have that much carryover so that it can be accessible for everybody like you think about the uncharted series you could pretty much play uncharted 2 without playing the first one and and that's what i'm saying like when they show off a game like uncharted at e3 they try and take the story away from it they show off the gameplay capabilities but even still even if you didn't really know the story of the first it doesn't matter it doesn't matter Whereas with Kingdom Hearts, it's a completely different story. Um, Because you have so many more games and so much more lore that hasn't been... um, That's been talked about. Like, it's just just such a 
a weird, different situation, and I don't know. But I guess you could compare it to Metal Gear, right? Metal Gear has an extremely convoluted、mm. storyline, but when whenever they show it off, they don't they don't really focus on that. Yeah, like they just try and say like, here's the cool mechanics we put into it. Here's why you're gonna really enjoy playing the game, and the story is. It's never a, like a selling point for them in a way. Like、mm-hmm. they know that if you like that kind of thing, you're gonna really enjoy it. So they'll put in some like snippets here and there and like some small stuff, but like it's never really that much of a focus. Whereas I feel like with the Kingdom Hearts trailers, they just have these little one-liners, these small conversations that each of the characters have, but there's zero context behind them. And I, I don't. It's it's not like they're saying anything cool either. No, it will be like I don't know,、um, like we have to save them, or like like when Mickey looks through the thing and just goes, "Huh?" Yeah, like it's not that interesting. I'm gonna turn her into darkness. I'm gonna turn her to the side of the darkness. Oh, I'm not gonna let you do that, my memory. Yeah, no, but that's just that's just Kingdom Hearts, really, isn't it? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't overly enthused by it, but like that's the thing, I. There are bit, there are so many people that are, have really enjoyed the Kingdom Hearts three trailer, and I'm really excited for them.、Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's not like for, it's I not mean, for everyone. That was the other thing as well that I got kind of like upset about was the fact that like afterwards, afterwards we got told that there was a、um, complete edition that you could buy on the PSN store and the、um, maybe the Xbox One store. I think it might just be. For PlayStation, the Bebet, but essentially where you can buy 1.5, 2.5, and pre-order Kingdom Hearts three with like very small exclusive content, but like exclusive content nonetheless for ninety nine dollars. Now that I would have thought, like during the during their little conference, that that would have been prime news. That would have been the prime time to let everybody know, hey, you didn't play the first games. Well, look if you if you ordered this version. You'll get every single game in one place. In one place for ninety nine dollars, which isn't that bad of a deal, really. No, because Kingdom Hearts three is going to cost sixty. Yeah, so like the fact that I saw that afterwards in a tweet from some random person that wasn't Square Enix is pretty <laughs> silly. Yes, but、It's、anyways, we gotta stop being so negative. We're so negative. It's not negative. I, I'm just saying, like, I don't. To me, the Kingdom Hearts stuff they showed off wasn't really that appealing. But、mm. like, as a Kingdom Hearts fan, I can see why it would be.、Mm-hmm. But as a non-Kingdom Hearts fan, and that's the audience they're going after. That's why they、yeah. show it at the.、It's、that's、true. why they show it at the Microsoft conference because they're going after new audiences, and it's exactly what they did when they showed off Final Fantasy XV with the t- the Trial of Titan demo. They're trying to go after new audiences, and they they probably I think that was probably the worst demo of E3 ever. <laughs> like it was just like it was it completely missed the point. And、yeah. like the trailer they showed off during the Sony conference, which was like montages, cool high action and stuff. That would have been so much better suited、mm. to the Microsoft conference. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where their head well, is. As a, the Sony, the Sony trailer was a lot better than the Microsoft trailer. I just feel like, like Square Enix can learn a lot about marketing from the Western, from the Western side of Square Enix. Yeah. So if you were going to rate or grade Square Enix's performance. At E3 this year, what? How would you? How would you do it? But on a scale of A to F, <laughs> G. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, I think, yeah, I don't know. For me, I'd probably say like mm, C, C, D-ish. Yeah, I'd probably go with C or D. Like C if I'm feeling nice, but D if I'm just like fed up. It's just been kind of like, yeah, like we, as we said at the beginning, crickets. Like this, they they haven't really done anything to draw attention to themselves other than just not doing anything. That's <laughs> made people care more yeah. than them doing something. Yeah, which I know. Which makes me, I, I, I just wonder what their plan is for the rest of the year if they have one. Okay, so yeah, that that pretty much rounds things out, I think. You know, we've given our grades and everything, and uh, maybe there'll be some more stuff that comes out of E3 after we publish this, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so moving on to our music segment for this episode. It's a arrangement from uh, Final Fantasy VII, and it's by Blue Lighter from OC Remix, and it's an arrangement of Mining Town. So I hope you guys enjoy that. It's a very tranquil, suspenseful piano arrangement. Uh, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 26th of June be sure to subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store and of course if you just search for Final Fantasy we are there or thereabouts also be sure to check out our YouTube channel Uh, we've got more Origins videos coming out in the next couple of weeks hopefully and of course you can check all our news coverage by Brayden at FinalFantasyUnion.com and if you enjoy what we do, why not support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. You can find out more information there. All right, guys, I think it's time for us to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FunnelFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>